0: Twelve hands in a row, Duke. you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your
1: host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hope Alpha. Delta, yeah, Dukes. Dig it! There, but for the grace of God, it was me. Where the nickel-sized hell, and the damage can win.
0: win. Roll over New York, never let us back in. We blew out the lights, kick the windows in. And when the law showed up, said they're gonna have to take us in.
2: They'll out my music.
0: I'll tell you what, the hottest Twitter account online right now has got to be at Cold Soldier CDS. I mean, tor your new twitter account is prolific and i gotta say you're putting out some of the freshest content out there and also incredibly honest about like the way you're going about your life and how you handle yourself and when you're out courting young ladies on the weekend like kind of what your process is and i gotta say as somebody that works in talk radio for a little work to talk radio for a reason and i'm living rather and i'm screaming into the internet um transparency and openness and honesty is probably the most important thing you can have in the business and on at cold soldier cds on twitter you really are showing a lot of all of that so you are to be commended my friend yeah who knew there were so many bucky gifts out there yeah i saw one of you being a werewolf and killing a person uh you might want to check that out too there's a lot of updates there um just like there's a lot of updates during the week on the chad duke show see what i did there it's almost like i did this for a living welcome to the program everybody it is your free friday episode of the chad duke show i'm your host with the most big shoot on the shoot screaming and yelling shot to here shot shaking here right here every friday for you gigantor my executive producer the cold soldier big smoke in the house looking for that smoke what's up big smoke See, when you call call me that, it, it feels uh, a little odd.
2: I feel like I'm transported back to, oh, uh, really? to like junior year.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. you told us this week on the show that your nickname was Big Smoke just because you fought and beat up so many people, also plus your dick's so big, that um and you got all this money. Like You told us all that this week on the show, so I just want to make sure I'm calling you what your nickname is, what they, they know you as in these streets. I think uh, that spring I was about two and two
2: in fights. Okay. It's not bad. And then I had some pretty good shoves, uh, you know, after play shoves. But okay. That, those didn't transpire, so I couldn't really get my record. You didn't out. really
0: send it in those fights. Uh, no,
2: I got a, a black eye one time, pretty good. Um, from it was actually a thumb jam underneath, not even a punch because you know face mask and everything. Okay. And then um, I got called out for not. Uh, fighting the guy in the locker room after practice because i had a black eye. that's whereas, terrible whereas i'm sitting here like okay that transpired on the field it does not need to carry on to the, into the locker room yeah because then
0: you're doing the naked <laughs> uh eastern promises roundhouse kicks like vigo mortensen in the shower and like well i think that'd be really funny to see like I, I think our listeners would love to see you in a fight like that it's probably not good for anybody by the way, if people haven't seen Eastern Promises, maybe the greatest nude bathhouse fight scene I've ever seen in my life. And sneaky violent tour, like sneaky, disgusting kill scenes in that fight as well to go along with that tiny donger of Viggo Mortensen.
2: You know what? You, you've recommended a lot of movies to me. That That's one that I think is just skyrocketed it, to number one. On oh, you haven't
0: seen Eastern Promises? <laughs> no, I haven't. Holy! well, I don't know why. Why do I bother asking? I mean, it's fucking useless for me to ask if you've seen a movie. Uh, yeah, Vigo Mortensen is, uh, I would watch History of Violence first, because that one came out first, and they kind of feel like, I don't know, they're part of the same cinematic universe, even though he's a different character, but Eastern Promises, he is, uh, there's these two Russian assass- he's Russian, and there's these two assassins that try to murk him in a bathhouse, and he is nude. Yeah. And I'm, when I say multiple nude roundhouse kicks, and I think <laughs> you will relate to it, because I don't think he's necessarily proportionate to his size and you feel kind of good about it because you're like, oh, Viggo Mortensen's a big, handsome fucking movie star, you know? Right. (laughs) And uh, you just feel a little bit better about yourself, (laughs) you know?
2: So so with the roundhouse kicks, they're well executed?
0: It's tough to tell just because there's Donger and Ballsack and you don't just see a lot of that, you know, when you're watching movies usually. It is a great fucking movie. Like, it's a spectacular film, but... And I remember reading. We talked about it on uh, Big on Duke Strab, and I are obsessed with that movie. And uh, he found some article where Viggo Mortensen like went into great detail about how much he loved fighting naked with those guys in the movie. I, I don't know what that's all about, but you can definitely tell.
2: Is there some type of I'm,
0: you? Is there a bonus that comes going full, full frontal in a movie? Easy like that? with bone. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I find that even more shocking. Like the nudity. I always find it awkward in a movie theater when there's a sex scene. I don't know if that says it about me as much as about everybody else. Like, if I'm watching it alone for some fap time, like, that's fine. But, like, if I'm in a movie theater and there's a bunch of people around and they, they start boning, like, I don't – I'm not necessarily into that. So I'd rather you not – you just get on with the rest of the movie. Um, but male nudity is also really weird because it can be well, – oh, let's be honest. It's it's not the best. Uh, men naked <laughs> aren't really all that great. Uh, we're kind of gross. But um, it also can be hilarious. So it's just, it's a weird fine line to walk where you're going to be like, oh God, or you're going to be, oh my God, this is great. You know, it's like fucking him just flopping around doing the jump kicks and the snap kicks was a lot of fun.
2: There's there's nary a time where I won't laugh at a, a, just a, a good ass crack.
0: Showing it can, can be way. very funny. Yeah. It can be very funny. Or the bit where like the person turns around and there's just a dick behind him, like that's <laughs> I'm always going to laugh at that. My grandfather used to do that to me all the time. I would just turn around and his dick would be there. I'm like, oh, my God, Papa, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, TLC Auto Detail.
2: Seamless as ever.
0: Hey, Dave gets the show. He's a good guy. I actually had to reschedule. I'm getting my uh, truck detailed on Tuesday from Dave, a tremendous sponsor of the show. he has got that window tint stuff going on, friendos. Right now, you go to at TLC Auto Detail on Instagram or TLCAutoDetail.com to see more. Man, he just does a great job. You got a classic car. You got a nice car. You got a Barracuda, Cuda, whatever you got. You got a Plymouth Satellite. He can work with it. You're driving around a Durango, a Tacoma. You got your mom's Mercedes SUV with the duct tape on the back and the rust holes and the spray paint and the crushed in front panel and the crushed in quarter panel just fucking bleeding free on all over the highway like some complete and total eunuch that i know also bleeding uh what oh, i'm power sorry steering fl- power steering fluid now really well that's so good you want to leave that stuff just laying around if you possibly can yeah um no matter what your car looks like it's gonna look better after you go to tlc you mentioned the chad dukes show when you contact them you're gonna get a discount off of whatever you get done. I would definitely consider getting that window tent. They do a great job. Keep you legal. Get you some more privacy. Keep it nice and cool during the hot months that are just right around the corner. TLCautodetail.com. Dave is a mensch. I uh, dropped the name of this show, and he'll he'll sort you out. Um, we got some fun segments today for everybody tour. Uh, we have – I feel like there was a two-banger. It was almost like The Hobbit was supposed to be one movie, and they split it into a bunch of movies as a cash grab. The saga of uh, the Gigantor family's relationship with pencil erasers is uh, it really hit with our listeners. And, of course, if you want to go hear these episodes in full, you just subscribe on ChadDukeShow.com, and you get brand-new episodes every single day of the week. And we've done a bonus episode, I think, 10 weeks in a row. We've got a bonus episode for next week in the can. It is spectacular. Tori, it was one of the wilder episodes I've done with some pretty – I'm just going to say with some pretty crazy people co-hosting with me, it was a shitload. Of, at one point, I looked over at you and your mouth literally, it's what, you, what you're doing right now. Your mouth was a gape.
2: Yeah. When I am when I recall the conversations being had, it felt like I was learning and it felt- From it was, crazy people. Yes. Um, which was, it, first of all, very impressive people that I was sitting at the table with, which was very uh, nice. To, it's nice to be at the table with impressive people all the time. And then when you get a couple more of them, it's even better. And I'm sitting here, I'm watching the discourse, and it's just so much so fast.
0: It's good stuff, and I'll just let people know, we did another UFO show um, about six months ago. I did a UFO show with uh, my buddy Pete, who runs Shining Soul Candle, and then uh, the Reverend Peyton from Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band. Both of them are believers. Uh, Not only are they believers, but I believe they believe they're survivors. Uh, and maybe they are. I don't know. But um, we decided to get together. Uh, Rev Peyton came into town and he was in person. And I said, Pete, can you make it? And we did part two of uh, the United States government has confirmed that UFOs exist. I believe that's the name of the show. If not, it's very close to that. And that is going to be your bonus show next week for subscribers if you go over to ChadDukeShow.com right now and subscribe. But um, what we do here on this show is we give you a little taste of what you could be getting during the week. And uh, I have started to draw with colored pencils, and I was telling Tor about it, and very quickly that conversation changed into one where I guess – the male half of Tor's family are are the dumbest people on the planet. They are constantly scratching their ears with pencils, breaking the ra- eraser off inside of their ear canal, and then having to be rushed to the hospital. Then combine that with part two, we find out that Tor has not learned anything from this, and whenever someone gives him a gum eraser, one of those art erasers, he chews it. He bites it and and chews it up. He's got it oh, you got it in your hand right now. Yeah. So there's the big teeth marks I can see from here. Uh, is it? If you is any of your policy changed since this has been so discussed on the show? Are you still inclined to take bites out of things like that? I am who I
2: am. Uh, it, that's I, all. The, that's I'm, all that I am. I'll rarely get you. I, they're not going to change
0: me. You don't have change in you. They're, you're <laughs> built differently, Tori. You've told me that many times. That's right. So you're going to get all that. And then um, my buddy Damon Martin was on the big uh, Stepe Maocic loss to Francis and Ganu. And then, of course, everything being about. Did you see the John Bone Jones tweet last night? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. We'll see what the fuck happens. Not a fan of that guy. But how can he not be a fan, a fan of Francis Ngannou, who's one of the most ex- exciting heavyweights to ever lace him up? And I love Stipe, and I thought he lost with class. But uh, David Martin's a really good guest. He can talk fighting. He can talk nerd stuff. So he'll be on the show as well today. It's all good stuff. Again, theme of the program is, if you like what you're hearing now, uh, it's good to support people that you find entertaining. So if you don't mind throwing down a couple shekels on the barrel head, keeping the internet flowing here to the Fortress of Solid Dudes, courtesy of Monk's Barbecue, well, just go to ChadDukeShow.com. You can sign up for it right now. Without further delay, tour's a moron. It's the Chad Duke Show.
2: If you're feeling hungry, go check out the show's presenting sponsor, Monk's Barbecue in Percival, Virginia. You can follow Monk's on Twitter and Instagram at Monk's That's at Monk's
0: on Instagram and Twitter. I revealed on um, Friday's episode uh, tour that I'm an artist. You give me a fucking tuber and I'll get you something out of it. Yeah. I got my colored pencils over the weekend. Now is where the real fun begins because I realized I thought I was just immediately going to be able to sit down and draw scorpion. Not the case. I need an eraser and I need a pencil sharpener. I need a lot of accoutrement. Did
2: you get one of those art erasers like that's different than the regular pink Well, ones? see,
0: I just learned about that, my friend. I wish you would have called me if you were answering texts <laughs> this weekend. You could help your pal out. I, uh, I realized, holy shit, I need an, an art eraser, like what you said. Yeah. Um, they don't sell those at Shopper's Food Warehouse. Nope. So after Tippy's, I swung on by Michael's. I don't know if you guys spent a lot of time at Michael's. Uh, they close at six, so I was old <laughs> little shoe. He was just pressing his face up against the glass like a little kid at the toy store in A Christmas Story. I couldn't get in. Uh, so today, after I am done with uh, with the show here, I'm going to be swinging by the art store, <laughs> or I'm going to be picking up all of my art supplies. My wife is already exasperated with it. Uh, she doesn't want <laughs> to have anything to do with it. There's shit all over the fucking kitchen. I, I bought a book. Uh, I got a sketch pad. And, uh, I'm drawing stuff, but then I, I have my lead lines where you have your little figures and it kind of shows you where they're supposed to go, but you have to erase those and you need the, the, cause there's no fucking every how to video that I've gone on YouTube for. And I find this was God, God damn it. Every time somebody tells me just go on YouTube and find an instructional video, they are They're done by people that think that you already are at their level of what you're doing, whether it is putting a ceiling fan in or fixing your fucking car or drawing a ninja. They're like, well, look, it's just really easy. Just here, draw the hair here. I'm like, I can't draw hair. I don't know how to draw hair. So I didn't know you had to, re- I kept saying people make these lines with these balls and they're like, all right, here's your outline. And then you fill it. In. I'm like, well, where do the lines, and the balls go? Wait, the, ra- the eraser isn't a normal eraser. Like nobody acts as if you you're there because you don't know what you're fucking doing. That's the big problem I have with how to videos on YouTube. Yeah. When
2: I was first learning how to, I guess, make production, I was looking on YouTube and some of the videos like, Hey, here's some of the sweepers that I personally made with these crazy sounds. I'm like. Wait, 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 wait. It's like what dick measuring. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? You per- could you tell me? Uh, just show me the sequential order of how it should be laid out. And he's just,
0: uh, oh, my God. Dude, I've watched <laughs> how-to videos on Mortal Kombat 11 on how to do, like, spawn 12-hit combos. Like, oh, yeah, just has chain of this dash. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go and kill myself because I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Te-
2: Tekken is the worst with that because they all have the five-button controller. Of course. And I'm just a big dumb dumb playing with my... Well, your stupid my PlayStation,
0: concept. yeah, Xbox controller.
2: Yeah, they're, they're just talking about, okay, so this is how you hit the 12-hit combo, and you have to add all five buttons at once. I'm like, what are
0: you... I have four buttons. Here's what I don't get. there. It's a how-to video. The people that are going to be coming to you don't have as much knowledge as you do, but you're making a video that would be for someone that has the knowledge they're coming to you to find. Fuck. Cooking videos are the worst. Here, just do this, and do this, and this, and then you have this cup, right? And you have this season. I don't, I don't have any of this. Where do I get it? Where do I go? What is this?
2: Is there anything more annoying than the, the one minute cooking videos? No, where they're just okay because they soft, make you feel like just- they make
0: you feel like you're goddamn Guy Ritchie. What is his name? Guy Fieri. Fieri. <laughs> oh, it looks so easy. Yeah, I'll just make Cheetos, flaming hot Cheetos, crusted tilapia right now. It looks fleazy as shit. Look at this. Hit it with the wash. Okay, I guess I'll just hit it with the wash. There's no it details. There's no never holds on. It always falls apart. It always looks like shit. So are you going with uh,
2: this art gum stuff for your eraser? Yeah,
0: you I don't even know what that is. Like this like See, now you are, fucking roll my mind, man. Eraser.
2: These Oh, those are the
0: joints right there. I don't, is that for a colored pencil though? I feel it's, like I feel like that's different. It
2: Might be any I mean any of these you're going to have to I'll tell you what. I do remember that from high school though. Those giant if you get this, chunk brick gonna, erasers you're
0: going to want to take a bite out of it.
2: There's something about it that makes me Yeah, take a bite I think out. I
0: have taken a bite out of one of those erasers <laughs> in my life. You're right. The putty-colored ones, There's, right? Like the tan? It, it,
2: yeah, the tan white. There's something so – I don't know if it's the smell. It smells like that natural rubber gum.
0: So you a- think I'm everything. just going to see it and take a big bite out of it?
2: I don't think I could be trusted around one of those right now.
0: Now, let me ask you something. If I bought one of those, because I'm going to the art store today, yeah, and I brought it in here this Friday for the hoot, Nanny, would you take a big bite out of it on the air? Yes. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I would actually. I might actually try to sneak one after you left. It's. So, I don't know why. It's one of those weird, weird things. Where so if you like, knew that
0: was my eraser, like I was up here doing some sketching and I just left it on the table, you might just come over here and sneakily... To try to take a clandestine nibble out of it.
2: I, you know what I think I would do if I were to sneakily do it? I'd get one of the, the plastic knives from the back and, and, and cut I'd, yourself I'd, off a slice. I'd cut myself off a slice, but then I'd start erasing with it so it would look like I naturally. Oh,
0: it. so I'd be like, hey, this is a brand new. Oh, wow, somehow I've already used the half of this eraser, <laughs> even though I, I just bought it. I must have made a lot of mistakes. Um, now, let me ask you this, Tor. Mm-hmm. Do you just take the bite out of the eraser or then do you chew it up?
2: Oh, I. I think the bite is more satisfying than the chewing, but I would chew it.
0: But, but then okay. Next question. Does any of it get swallowed?
2: I got to <laughs> see if it's safe to swallow.
0: Well, but you've clearly done this before. I can, you I've never seen you this excited.
2: I mean <laughs> It's a really weird thing. Like, I've chewed on erasers a lot. Um, I've gotten scolded a lot for it just because they're, like, they're chewy. I never swallow them. They're erasers. very it's chewy. Just, you could break it down like a stupid cow chewing
0: on its cup. They're very chewy. <laughs> when Han gets killed, the thing can still fly the, uh, the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> um, did you ever do the bit where you would chew the eraser off your pencil and then you would squeeze the metal together so it would force that last little bit of eraser out so you could bite that off, too?
2: I did. I mean, the erasers on pencils were never safe. I, I'm worried about myself because, I guess, in my family- I'm
0: worried about you, too. Well, Even granddad, more than I was before I arrived here today.
2: My granddad has gotten two erasers stuck in his ear and need him to get removed from pencils. My dad has had one, so I'm-, I'm What? <laughs> what?! Just a bunch of freaking Cro-Magnums. He's a bunch of fucking homo-hoboluses! I'm telling you, I'm worried about myself.
0: Why y'all sticking the, the erasers in your ears? You don't know. I got some bad thoughts in there, let me go ahead and erase them out of my brain. I don't
2: know, and that's a straight shoot. I, that's why I just, I just Q-tip it because I'm I'm too worried about the, the the eraser stuff.
0: So they're stick. You think they're sticking it in there to clean the ear out like a Q-tip? I
2: think I, I'm telling you. I think I was. I've seen them both do the act where they they put their eraser uh, the, the back of the pencil in, even though it's broken it
0: off. What happens when it breaks off?
2: They say, oh well, we've got to go to the hospital get it pulled out.
0: Get the fuck out of here. So they just know it. Like, it's happened so many times now they just know what the deal is. It'll be in,
2: out, God damn it! and then, all right, let's go.
0: <laughs> There's no attempt to, like, bang on the side of their head and I, hop on one foot to get it out?
2: I think my granddad's first time he attempted, I think it was sitting in there for a little bit, and then uh, he, the second time he just said, I'm not doing the dash. I'm just going to go
0: right to the... Uh, oh, go my God. The- <laughs> Why don't they... Do you? Did any of the Gigantor family learn from their mistakes?
2: The girls are all smart. The girls are all. Very oh
0: smart. yes, yes.
2: My mom's side very smart. Uh, my dad's side is actually also very smart, but they're kind of like, not that smart. I mean, it was a it was a '70s family with four brothers. You know, they're that's kind of how they.
0: Jesus Christ! <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, this is new. Do they? Do you know if they share your affinity for biting the erasers too, consuming no, them? I'm sure they did. See, here's what I'm worried about is that those erasers aren't that expensive. Mm-hmm. Like I could, see, you seem to have no control. I could see <laughs> listeners like bringing them out and like giving them to you.
2: Please don't. This will be a one-off. If you look, I guess whatever it is about this, look at the sweatshirt I'm wearing. If you you're wearing
0: the me, same sweatshirt I gave you last week, you haven't taken it off.
2: If you bring me something, I'll wear it and I'll enjoy it. And I don't know if that's the, the producers on this show always have to do that, but I will. I will always do. Have that.
0: you taken the subdog sweatshirt off? Yeah, I did. Okay. At one point, I don't know, shower or something. Put it right there. <laughs> some some stupid shit. I think I was going to the emergency room because I had a potted plant in my ear.
2: <laughs> please, please, if you see me, don't bring me any erasers. I'm not going to eat them in front of you. Big, I'm not going to do it. But anything.
0: you want the big putty, like the cube ones. Yeah,
2: if you if if it's this Friday and you bring in a cube of that that for eraser, the hoot. Yeah, I'll play with it in my hand for a little bit and squeeze it, and, and then I'll definitely I'll I'll get a
0: bite of it. it but I, I did you, have you thought about? Taking a bite out of your octopus back there? Because he kind of looks like an eraser. I've seen you pat on him quite a bit. By the way, Tor came up with a nickname for his octopus that's behind him here in the studio on Friday. I just remembered it. Uh, apparently, it's TJ. And I said, why is the octopus named TJ? He said, oh, you know, man, Tor Jr. <laughs> Will, you give me a Will you take a picture of Tor Jr.? I'd like to post it on the Instagram so people can uh, see what we're talking about. Yep. And that's the weird. And That's the weird spider clamp gift, right?
2: Yeah, so... You love him, I. It's nice. He's nice to squeeze on, and then he's got the. You're squeezing inside. on him right now. Yeah. So, the appeal to biting into these, like you know, remember the Tide Pod thing? Oh, of course. Yeah. Before that, we, me and my friends had already done that. We had you already bit because, the Tide Pod. Yeah, because it's there's something like the it, juice, it, like a gusher. Yeah, like in the id, you're like it's smooth. There's liquid inside. Yeah,
0: yeah, they look biteable. Must bite. Somehow, <laughs> I never did it. <laughs> Don't know how I figured that out.
2: But um. Like this? Yeah. I mean, I, I know what would happen. I would bite it, and then I would get all this poison juice inside my mouth. That is exactly what
0: would happen. And then I'd have to take you to the emergency room where I'm sure your grandfather and your father are already there.
2: <laughs> they won't go to the emergency room for sprained ankles. No, or,
0: or no. They walk a that torn, off. A
2: torn hamstring.
0: Rub some dirt on that.
2: <laughs> the eraser's in the ear. They get freaked
0: out about that. <laughs> Oh God damn it! We gotta go again.
2: There's nothing you can do because I mean, I, I don't. Just the hydrogen peroxide and all of it. There's nothing.
0: How do they get it out? Like, how does eventually does it come out? I'm,
2: I, I'm pretty sure hospitals have like those those very thin, deep tweezers. They just go in, pull them out, and like, okay. Did they on. find any ever
0: find anything else in there? Car keys or?
2: I don't think so. Car keys is ba- well. They scratch their ears with car keys too.
0: Well, I think people have scratched their ears with car keys, but why don't they just use then just the car keys? Because that's not going to break off. I don't know. I think can't get in deep enough.
2: I just rec- I just see them. So I'll see my granddad if I go to his house. Um, I have memories of just sitting him, sitting watching him work, and he'll you know maybe get off the call. There goes the pencil. Is there like up. some
0: sort of uh, inflammation? Like it feels like there's some sort of ear canal issue in the tour household. I
2: don't think it's an issue. I think it just feels really good. to to get that scratch going they got
0: big long q-tips you know like a wooden tip on them that probably would work and then you just throw it out because what does he do with the pencil after it's been in the ear that deep starts writing with it again oh my god that's just hideous so in the next like two weeks will you see a pencil go that deep into one of your relative's ears
2: um if i really watch my dad for the next two weeks i think i'll see the car key or pencil
0: okay
2: man it would it, they wouldn't have any issues if they used a pen, but there's something about the pencil and I guess Well, it. I
0: think probably the reason why the eraser is so satisfying is that it's like tactile you know what I mean? Like it's got that little grip. Yeah. There's gonna be a little tug <laughs> where a pen is like smooth plastic. Right. And it wouldn't be able to Jesus fucking Christ. That is not something I thought that we were going to discuss today. <laughs> Well, it's good news, though, because all I'm going to be thinking about is you biting on erasers and then your parents driving to the hospital because they've jammed various accoutrements under the year. But you're really squeezing old TJ there, aren't you? Um, yeah, no more octopuses for tour, by the way. I'm going to go ahead and request that from the listening audience if that's possible. Yeah, I will also put in that
2: request. And again, to hammer it home, If I see you at, if we do another event, you're going to bang
0: their head off the floor of the beach house and concuss them.
2: Please do not bring any erasers to me. I will not eat them. I will throw them away. Yeah,
0: don't bring any. Nope. Don't bring any. Oh, I got some pulp in my eye. Don't bring those big gum erasers. I like a winking bit that's in in a verbal modality of communication. Um, I think
2: Joe's laugh is the way we really sell him. Oh, point. it's Abby Cat.
0: He's uh he's doing big things with his and pepper wings in this bitch. Hey,
2: everybody. Tori here from the Chad Dukes Show. Flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to mow your lawn. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim the hedges below the belt safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use code DUKES to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure your balls are smooth and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. As a man of larger carriage when it gets into these warmer months of the year, I know that I got to make sure that I am perfectly clean and trimmed up down there. So that's why I trust Manscaped with all of my grooming. Manscaped obsesses over technology to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, and they only use the best ingredients in their formulations. The Manscaped 3.0 trimmer is a workhorse. It is smooth, it is efficient, and don't forget the ball conditioner and ball deodorant. It keeps you fresh and clean. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DUKES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code DUKES at manscaped.com. It's spring cleaning, baby, and your balls will thank you. Make sure you sign up for the Chad Duke Show mailing list on ChadDukeShow.com. Be the first to know what's happening on the program and maybe even win a prize or two. We promise we won't fill up your inbox with tasteful nudes. Well, we promise we'll truly make an effort not to.
0: Well, I want to make you comfortable, Tor, and that is why yesterday when I was out, I had myself a old school uh, afternoon. I don't mean old school as in like a throwback. I mean the movie. Uh, I went to Home Depot, yeah. I went to Bed Bath & Beyond <laughs> if there was time, I went to Michael's, I went to Home Goods, uh, which is where I found the cozy zone, by the way, that I sent you the pictures of, uh, <laughs> and then we had a nice lunch at Tony's. My wife and I had quite a day, and I picked you up a little gift, and I wanted to give it to you now.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Why don't you tell everybody what that is?
2: All right, so this is a General's gum eraser. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take a bite here. I just Why? want to a little sniff. Cause I, I'll save that for the hootenanny. Rip
0: it open here. I mean, I can always get you another one. It's not that big a deal. People won't be able to see it here, but I think you'd be interested. For your social experiment. Bitch. You need some help getting it open. How's it smell? Yeah, that's something that I would take a. Bite that's out. the smell.
2: Yeah. It's just got a different bend to it it's smooth
0: i see you looking at it
2: all of the uh, all of the textures on this is just super appealing you're
0: kind of looking at it like a jalapeno popper to be honest with you or there's a big sniff
2: <laughs> it smells just like how i wanted it why don't you go ahead
0: and uh a little nibble all right, hold on. <laughs> it's a quick turnaround there here you go sit he's got it in his mouth oh you bit it off oh my god <laughs> Yeah. See, I thought you'd chew on it a little bit, but you just bit the corner off. Yeah, I'm chewing on it. It's... So now, what do you do? You put it in your ear now? No. No. Just, uh,
2: I mean, right now, I mean, the the whole satisfaction is taking a little bite out of it. But now, I mean, you don't really chew it or eat it or swallow it. But
0: what do you, that's in your mouth. What are you going to do with it now? Mm-hmm. Oh, now it's out of your mouth. Yeah. Where are you going to put that?
2: Right back on it.
0: Oh. <laughs> I don't it's think that's the way or something. I don't that's know. It's not the way it works, is it? Take another bite off the other side now. Off the other side? Yeah. <laughs> You didn't even dare to do that, right? All right, here we go. The other side smells fine. It smells fun? <laughs> fine, yeah. Would it smell different, do you think? Uh, I just got to check. <laughs> I didn't know the rules. All right, so it's in the mouth.
2: Mm, yeah, that had a good give on
0: that one. <laughs> <laughs> so is it about the... It sounds like it's about the pressure being applied by your teeth, which yeah. is the main X factor. That's is exactly that? what it is for me. Okay. All right, fair enough.
2: I like to have a little bit of... like. You know, I want to work for it. Like, you know, uh, fall off the bone rib.
0: We talked about this.
2: It's fine. It, it, whatever. It's it's super wet. It's all that. Yeah. But I want my rib to have just a bit of give. That's the satisfying part about it.
0: Okay. You mean a bit of a tug.
2: Yeah. 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 Right, you've taken
0: the second part out of the. So now is that eraser useless to you now? Like you won't continue to nibble on it?
2: I'll squeeze it. I'll squeeze the hell out of this. Oh, so
0: you're just getting, now it becomes like a stress ball.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like those people that buy all the stones and gems and all that stuff. They, yeah. they like to rub on them and think it gives them energy. Like, this is just like.
0: This gives you energy. Yeah,
2: it's just super smooth. It's cool.
0: Okay. So, but that, is that, that's, uh, that's the type of eraser that you were describing yesterday. Yeah,
2: either this one or the big cube one. The big cube one has more of like a rosiny y smell. Uh, this one right here, it's just got that, that gum rubber. That's exactly what you're looking for. It smells like a high school art room. And
0: that gets you that gets you all worked up
2: kind of i mean it's just one of those distinct things you know
0: so if you came with me to michael's like the entirety of michael's uh smells like that i mean would you just have me like on a pheromone, a pheromone overload at that point
2: i've been at michael's a couple times uh in the last month uh for frames uh for the frame from the picture from, oh that's uh, right from the opie autograph a, another frame for a uh, just something else in my house and um I'll walk in there and that smell will hit me. I'm like, oh, I'm at Michael's. It's got one of those distinct, like... Did you, you just walk- start
0: uh, chawing on everything? <laughs> no, no. You start gnawing on the shopping carts and on the display racks? No, but I'm so... Let's hear it.
2: I'll spend a good five minutes in that little stupid gimmick toy section that they have. Oh, yes.
0: Just... I remember it being as a kid and my mom would go to Total Crafts or go to Michael's or whatever the place was. And it was always such a cock tease because they would technically have toys but they were, like, lame art toys. Yeah. You know, they would have games that were based around, like, art. And you'd be like, oh, here's a Transformers. Oh, it's a hole punch. You know, like, <laughs> it always was just the, the shit was kind of off. And you're like, God, can we please just go to Toys R Us? It's right next door. Can we please go to Toys R Us? I did that. They had, like, pop vinyl. And it was the worst pop vinyl I've ever seen.
2: The... Um- I don't know. They always had a whole bunch of like different figurines for, I guess, creativity. Like there'd be a whole bunch of dinosaur figures. They always had a
0: big foam head, like a big white foam head. And I'm like, what are you making out of that big white foam head? You go down an aisle, there'd be like a big white foam circle and like cones. And I'm like, what the fuck are you crafting with this horse shit? (laughs) Sucks. It's always like going to Home Depot. Like I walk up and down the aisles of Home Depot, and I'm like, oh man, I need a fucking hedge trimmer. Oh my god, they have hatchets. I need. Like I don't need any of this shit, but I want to buy it. Right. That's a dangerous weekend to have. We had that uh, We had that all in one day yesterday as we were milling around. The Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the
2: shop tab on ChadDukeShow.com for show t-shirts and koozies.
0: Friendos, it's shoot for Joe Azer. Born and raised in Northern Virginia. You guys heard that amazing feedback we got earlier in this week. He has sold a property for a listener. And he's gotten lots of leads, lots of people are reaching out to him. Man, uh, it's great stuff. If you need to buy or sell, Joe Azer is your guy. He's got a trusted team of local lenders to get you qualified quickly. Home inspectors ready on two hours notice and tons and tons of contractor connections for any project, big or small, if you're buying or selling. Hell. He can help you if you want to rent a place. He reached out to Torrance and said, "What are you doing, you dumb son of a bitch? I can find you a place to rent. Anything to do with getting yourself a home or selling yourself a home, Joe Azer is the man. The market is red hot, but that doesn't mean you can trust anybody. You need to maximize your home's exposure and earning potential. Mention the Chad Duke show. He'll sell your home for a flat fee of a one percent commission at closing and cover the cost of a seller's home warranty as well. And if you're selling." Uh, Excuse me, if you're buying, you buy from him, and you mention The Chad Dukes Show, you will get a two-year home warranty at no cost to you, the buyer. 571-989-AZER is the phone number. uh, 571-989-2937. That's 2937. Call Joe Azer today and tell him The Shootster sent you. It's The Chad Dukes Show. show ChadDukesShow.com. Joining me now on the... Brenco Solutions Hotline is a longtime guest and friend of the program. He is the news editor at MMAFighting.com and covering mixed martial arts for many a years. And of course, the owner and editor of NerdCoreMovement.com, my buddy Damon Martin is on the Brenco Solutions Hotline, BrencoSolutions.com. Damon, so great to have you back on the show, my friend. How are you? I am
1: good. Thank you for having me as always.
0: Man, there's, there's so much to talk about. And honestly... Let me ask you about the fight first because there's there's it's, it, the UFC and the way that it is covered is so interesting. And it kind of mirrors some stuff that's going on in the NBA, in my opinion. But we can t- touch on that in a bit. Uh, Stipe Miocic, I, I can't tell you how impressed I am by that guy as a fighter and the way that he has to go in and solve riddles and kind of adapt his style and the style of his fighter and always kind of come out victorious. And if you beat Daniel, I think Daniel Cormier might be the greatest to ever do it. And if you can beat that guy, i got to whole lot of uh, respect for you. That said, the story is Francis Ngannou and his ability to stop opponents. And I think when I had John last before the fight, I said, I I don't know how much Francis is... You know, evolved as a fighter. We know about his stopping power. Uh, you know, he's just unbelievable. He can shut anyone down and a round's worth of time. And I just thought Stipe would prevail because of that. He's had a plan from once, he had a plan from again. I was completely wrong about that. How impressive is it stopping a guy like Maocic like that? And, and what does that say about how far along Francis Nganu has come?
1: Well, it's incredibly impressive because, you know, I don't think anyone could really argue at this point you know, Stipe's place in history in terms of the greatest heavyweights of all time considering the huge list of guys he's beaten and and made adjustments against to beat again when you think about Daniel Cormier from the first fight to the last fight. how just It was like a series of watching Stipe get better with every fight. It was kind of crazy. Uh, And so, you know, and he he had a pretty lopsided win over Francis Zagano from just three years ago. So for for Francis to come out and and, and not put him away quickly, he had to go through a tough first round, meaning... Stipe went out there and tried to apply Stipe's game plan. He went out there and went for that early takedown, got a hold of the leg. Francis was able to squash him down on the ground and made him pay for the takedown, which is a, a huge key component. The, the confidence that Francis had to start throwing punches in that position instead of just escaping and getting out. He actually was out there throwing punches at Stipe on the ground, you know, reverse positions. He showed good condition. You now, Granted, the fight only went, you know, 52 seconds into the second round, but he got to show a lot in that first round to showed the adjustments and the improvements he made. And listen, this was a, you know, this was a measuring stick for Francis because, you know, his last four opponents hadn't lasted three total minutes of, of cage time with him. So as great as those wins were, we still didn't really know that much more about what Francis had learned since the first fight with Stipe. Boy, did we learn it on Saturday night?
0: Certainly did. Um, The part about this that kind of irritates me, Damon, and I'm look, the first thing when I got you on the line was I asked you John Jones question is that what? one of the things I think that hurts the NBA is the offseason has completely taken over. It's not even about the playoffs anymore. It's about, hey, where's Kevin Durant going next? Who's he going to buddy up with? Who are the Nets going to add? Like, that's what most of the discussion is. And, and i feel like it was i mean dana white was immediately asked about john jones tweeting after the fight we had about 30 seconds of conversation about what had just happened and what it meant and then all of it went back to the fantasy booking and whether or not you know all these off you know out of the cage issues that we're having between these fighters is that do you think that's good for the sport or bad for the sport
1: I think it's a bit of both. I mean, I, when you look at the history of what Francis did, you know, I think that needs to that that merits a you know a certain level of respect and response. You know, to go through a guy like Stipe Miocic, to 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 avenge a loss to Stipe Miocic, considering how he lost the first time, uh, to do what Francis has done, and and I think at this point everyone is well aware of Francis's life story. You know, traveling from Cameroon to europe and you know going in jail for two months just for crossing into into europe illegally and living homeless on the streets of paris and you know eventually trying to become a boxer and then a mixed martial artist and then you know, we're talking a handful of years later he's the best heavyweight in the entire sport and you know on his way i would believe to being one of the biggest you know, stars in all the combat sports uh we know that story and so that deserves the, the the you know that deserves attention absolutely but in this particular instance I'm a little you know more okay with the what's next scenario only because of the guy who is next and that being John Jones I mean John Jones in my opinion you is the greatest mixed martial artist pound for pound of all time uh, and so when that guy's out there and that's looming you know I get it I didn't like it when the, this same thing happened to Stipe. it's really unfortunate this same thing happened to Stipe when he lost to Daniel Cormier he's coming up this big one over Francis he he has this big, you know, super fight with the you know, champion versus champion. He loses, no shame in that. And then he pretty much gets ushered out of the octagon so they could bring in Brock Lesnar uh, for a fight that never ends up happening. That angered me more because we know what Brock's deal is, whereas with, with with John Jones, I get it. Listen, this guy is the greatest. He's coming up to heavyweight, something we've talked about for years. Uh, I think I understand that one a little bit more just because, that was so clearly stated that he was the next guy, uh, that it's hard to ignore that, you know, post fight. I
0: agree. And I just it's I, I don't know if the fighters find fight. does anybody ask, like I'm sure somebody does. do, do the fighters find it disrespectful? I, I certainly would. If I'm if I'm sitting there and I'm steepy and I just lost or I'm in Ganu and I'm I'm heavyweight champion and everything is about and is is some of it on bones? I mean, I guess you can tweet about whatever you want, but the pay me, pay me my money. It's like, dude, all right. It's it's just been so many years of this, and maybe you're even correct, and the UFC is wrong. But I don't know. The time, I guess it's the fight game. I have to look at it as such. We have to remember these are guys that are going into an octagon and beating the crap out of each other. Maybe I'm hoping for too much decorum in a situation like this.
1: You know, it's funny because, you know, I think, you know, there's a, there's a delicate balance. You know, I remember talking to Jan Blachowicz right after he won, you know, his title and, and, he, and he knocked out Dominic Reyes. It was a huge moment for him, a, a lifelong dream coming true. Uh, but immediately after that, you know, we heard that, you know, I mean, Dana White said it. You know, they're talking about booking the, the fight with Israel Adesanya. So, you know, it's, it's impossible to ignore. And I think most fighters understand that, especially when the promoter is, is putting it out there. And, and the John Jones thing was looming large over this event. For both guys, you know, the winner was supposed to go on to fight John Jones, so that was already being talked about. I think most fighters get more upset when you bring it up to them before the fight because I think all of them understand the next thing doesn't happen if the first thing doesn't happen. So, you know, for Stupé, when I brought up John Jones to him before the fight, he said, "Yo, great, you know, I'm happy to fight him, but you know, I'll worry about that after I get through Francis." And and that's the the attitude most fighters will have. Uh, I think Francis said something similar in his interviews. And post-fight, you know, listen, we are kind of, you know, fortunately or or fortunately, we are a generation of what's next. And, and, you know, listen, we can't ignore the fact with this one that, you know, John Jones and Francis Ngannou would be a monstrous, monstrous fight for that division, for the UFC, and for the sport. So in this particular case, I kind of justified a little bit more, but you're right. It happens every time, whether it's John Jones or not, this happens with every single fight.
0: It does, and I I think that the best example of it is, and I know you 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 like to d- d- dabble in the news of uh, nerdery as do I, Damon. The Snyder Cut comes out, the Justice League comes out, and then it, it's not even out for forty eight hours, and the hashtags immediately go to restore the Snyder verse, and now these maniacs are. Review bombing Rotten Tomatoes for Godzilla versus King Kong because they're now mad that the Snyderverse isn't restored when they just they did something that has never happened before. They forced Warner Brothers to re-release this goddamn movie that they didn't want to do, and it's just like can can we have a moment to breathe or reflect before you people? You can't even keep it in your pants for a week before we start screaming and yelling and wondering and debating endlessly whether or not you're on john and I, i'm reading this article on your site and it's they're both fine points like is john jones right is the ufc right but I'm like god bless man there's just this is the world we live in now we have to service the world that we live in
1: yeah i mean you know we're living in a world right now where one of the most talked about and viewed people in combat sports is jake paul uh you know where he's getting you know where he's getting more you know when he's getting more attention than, than legitimate fighters who have put in years of service to go out there and earn these big paydays and he's getting that attention. So, you know, uh, that's just the world we're living in. I, I don't necessarily, you know, when it comes to Jake Paul's, the world, uh, you're never going to hear me say I champion that particular idea. Although I will say I never fault anyone for making money. And if, uh, you know, someone's willing to pay him his money to do it, then, you know, good for him. But that's the world we live in. It's, it's, it's a weird place to be sometimes. Uh, and, and we are very much, you know, uh, one of the biggest problems I've always had with mixed martial arts is we are, very much prisoners of the moment, and, and, and we only seem to care about what just happened. So, like, in the case of Steve Miocic, he lost, you know, maybe a passing, you know, changing of the guard, so to speak, with Francis Ngannou becoming champion, and Francis is going to be a massive superstar, and if he can stay champion, he's going to become even bigger. Uh, but that being said, I, I, I do kind of hate the fact that, you know, we just already have kind of shuffled, you know, Steve A passed that fight, and, and, and people are suddenly, you know, trying to downplay his accomplishments. Because he got knocked out by Francis in Ghana, which is ridiculous. You know, I think people forgot. You know, three years ago, he 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 pretty much mollywopped you know yeah. Francis for five rounds. And, and 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 you know, you can argue greatest in heavyweight in the entire sport, but you, it's impossible to argue not at least the you know, greatest heavyweight in the UFC history, considering what he's done, title defenses, and the wins he's had. Uh, but immediately, we're we're just only worried about what comes for the future. And then Stipe is just an afterthought. That that bums me out a little bit, especially when you talk about a guy who's accomplished so much like Stipe. And Stipe's not done. He hasn't said he's retiring. He's not, you know, he, he's a guy who legitimately can call for a trilogy. He has a win over Francis. Now they're tied at one apiece. Like, it's just funny to me that, you know, he loses and suddenly, you know, we just forget about him.
0: I don't get that at all. I I mean, the fight that makes the most sense to me is the trilogy there, and yet it's all – I mean, I guess Derek Lewis, too, if you want to put them in between. It sounds like Stipe wants to take some time off. That's fine, but I I don't know. I mean, he certainly has earned it. It it just doesn't sound – it never felt to me like like Dana was invested in really promoting him because he's he's not a showboaty guy. He's not tremendous on the microphone. I've interviewed him a few times. It's always – I'm a huge fan of his, and it's just never a really great experience whenever – that happens so I don't know there's marketing concerns that I understand are a part of this and um you know it's sometimes it's tough to swallow what side of the I, I was reading the piece on mmafighting.com and um I I I get why people look at this and say why is Dana white not promoting his fighters why is he saying his fighters don't want to make uh, these fights and you know it's easy we can get this done tonight well I I mean if John Bones Jones wants 15 million dollars you you don't want this fight cuz it's not going to happen and I get it he's good for 700,000 pay- pay-per-view buys but he ain't good for 1.5 million you know like he's not Conor McGregor which you would need in order to make a deal like that so I guess Bones wants to shift the paradigm on the pay scale and Dana White's saying well that's not going to happen I just think it's easy. Dana White is clearly not infallible, but I think it's easy to just pile on that guy every single time one of these fights doesn't happen. Where do you come down on the, if you want to fight, you can make it happen, but these guys also got to try to get as much money as they can. There's a finite amount of, you know, bouts they have under their belt in a career in a sport like this. Where do you come down on that debate, Damon?
1: Well, you know, I think. Listen, you gotta you gotta look at the big picture when it comes to UFC. I mean, you know, does the UFC pay more than any other mixed martial arts organization out there? Absolutely. Are they still underpaying athletes in general? Absolutely. You know, when you look at the revenue the UFC you know makes and the revenue paid back out to the fighters on average, you know, based on this current lawsuit that's going on for you know former UFC fighters suing the UFC. You know, as a monopoly, you know, kind of killing their competition. You know, a lot of the the financial records that have been made public, you know, showed that you know the athletes make, you know, generally around 18% to 20% of the revenue, you know, based on total salaries. Now, obviously, there's going to be the higher end people like Conor McGregor and the lower end people like the you know the curtain jerkers at the start of the card. Uh, but on average, it's about 18 to 20%. Whereas in the NFL, you know, because of collective like, the bargaining and the union you know, the players get 50% of the revenue. That's pretty much the same in the NBA and, and pretty much the same Major League Baseball. And so that's a huge difference in, in, in money. 30% of the revenue not going to the fighters is a huge swath of money. So in that regard, I understand the complaints. And, and you know we, don't know, we don't know what John Jones is demanding. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not one to say, you know, if he's demanding $30 million, is that ludicrous based on the money he's, uh, you know, the money he's made for the organization and how big a fight would be is that maybe a ludicrous to ask for that up front. I would probably agree with that, but we still don't know what he's asking for. And I have a hard time believing, even as great as John Jones has been during his career, I have a hard time believing he's starting his negotiation at thirty million dollars. I just don't buy that. You know, I, he's fought enough times at the UFC for five hundred thousand dollars or whatever that I have a hard time believing he's suddenly asking for thirty million. So. When Dana makes these kind of comments and, and he and he plays it out that someone's afraid of fighting or or just doesn't want to fight, it's just a ridiculous narrative. And he's done this time and time again. I think that's why Dana gets so much flack when he says something like that because we've heard this. It's a song. Dana. Right. When he said it about he said it about Dustin Poirier last year when Dustin was in negotiations to fight Tony Ferguson uh, at, a, at a UFC pay per view in October. And Dana said, well, there's lots of ways of turning down a fight. You can negotiate your way out of a fight or something to that effect. About Dustin, does anyone in their right mind believe Dustin Poirier is afraid of anybody? Uh, it's ridiculous. It's literally one of the most ridiculous things that's ever been said. So when you're saying it about that guy, uh, then people are just, at, at some point, you start rolling your eyes and saying, who won't you say this about? And, and when you look at John Jones, yeah, you can roll your eyes because John Jones has done a lot of stupid things outside the octagon. He's teased moving to heavyweight for years. He never did it. Uh, we can talk about that. And th- those are all legitimate complaints. But but unfortunately, this has been a, a pattern with Dana. He just does this, and that's the way he kind of you know kills negotiations by you know intimating that someone doesn't want to fight. Which is again, these guys get paid to step into a cage and punch each other in the head for a living. I have a hard time believing suddenly one of them is. Terrified to fight somebody else.
0: I get it, but I also, on the other side of that argument, Damon, I, I, I also do believe it's real easy to say, "I want to fight this guy." Let's make it happen on Twitter. Get a bunch of love. Get a bunch of retweets. Get a bunch of anger towards Dana, and then you do get behind the scenes. And you know exactly what you're asking for and you can come out and say, Well, they wouldn't give me what I wanted and then you get away scot free. I-, I don't know if that happens every time. I certainly agree with you. Dustin Poirier seems like the type of guy that would if you said, Hey man, we got an M one Abrams tank out here for you to fight, I think he'll give it five <laughs> rounds. So I mean that maybe you gotta pick and choose if you're gonna use that. And also if if You're kind of—it's kind of a scumbag move if that's not what's happening, because you know you're questioning a guy's manhood, you're questioning a guy's competitive drive, you're you're questioning you know everything that he's trained for his entire life. Saying, "Ah, well, you don't really want to fight Tony Ferguson," and you do. It's like, well, no, man. Like my representation's got to try to find the best deal for me as well. Um, So I, you know, I kind of get both sides of it. John Bones saying, "Just cut me already." that'll never happen right like to me i, I would be i go to business because i would just cut him and say fine go go see if bellator is going to give you this much money and god bless if you want to go fight bare knuckle god bless you know but i that it, you don't think he will ever get to that point do you
1: no i don't think they ever will i mean listen at the end of the day john jones you know he may not be conor mcgregor he may not be you know habib mcmangamadov in terms of what he's drawing on pay-per-view but he is still one of the companies more significant stars in terms of consistency pulling in pay-per-views, especially when he gets involved in a rivalry fight. You look at the Daniel Cormier fights, and listen, we got to be honest, and I I truly believe this, I think him and Francis Ngannou is a monster fight, and that would do a lot of pay-per-views. So he's not stupid. I mean, he's not stupid to say, I don't deserve to get a big paycheck for this. He's absolutely smart enough to do that. Uh, But no, I don't think they're going to – they'd never let him go. I mean, I don't don't even know what would have to happen for it to reach that point where the UFC would actually – you know, free and clear release this guy because at the end of the day, John is, you know, still the best pound-for-pound fighter in the sport, one of the greatest fighters of all time. uh, And obviously, he's never legitimately lost a fight. uh, To let that guy go and let anyone else capitalize on that, whether that's, uh, you know, Bellator, uh, you know, uh, know, uh, Bare Knuckle, whether that's, uh, you know, uh, Triller, whatever it is, uh, you'd be crazy to let them, you know, Promote a guy like that, you know, knowing that you had him under contract. So I have a hard time believing it would ever even reach that point. More likely what will happen is they'll just put him on ice uh, because as the contract goes, the UFC is contractually obligated to offer fighters a certain number of fights per year. If they don't take those fights for any reason, be it injury, uh, money, uh, you know, just a, a ridiculous offer. You know, somebody saying we're going to give you the number 30 ranked guy and you're kind of scoffing at that particular offer whatever reason you turn it down your contract extends so they can kind of keep john locked in a perpetual contract from now until doomsday so i have a hard time believing they're ever going to release him uh just because he's not happy right now
0: um we mentioned poirier i, I saw the report that they're close to finalizing connor versus dustin poirier three how cl- are we closer today than that being a reality damon
1: I'd say we're, we're very close to a done deal. I was told on Sunday by, by a couple of sources, you know, the, the quote I was told was, quote-unquote, it's close. Uh, so it sounds like it's really a, at this point a matter of, you know, dot some I's, crossing some T's, getting a few more details knocked out, but I think it's going to be a done deal relatively soon. I think, you know, when Connor's in a position when he really wants a fight, uh, he doesn't, I don't think he's going to battle quite as hard with negotiations, and, and Connor already makes a boatload of money, so I don't think You know the difference between the last fight and this fight is really going to matter that much to him. And for Dustin, he knows he's in a good position. He negotiated a good contract for the for for the last uh, Conor fight. Uh, I'm sure that the UFC is ready to hand over the keys to the kingdom to make sure he makes you know plenty of money for the second fight. Uh, So I'd say we're you know it'll get done. I I have every confidence it will get done. July seems like the perfect timeline. Uh, It's a massive, massive fight, and uh, yeah, again. I have a hard time believing at that point, especially with crowds coming back now, and they're they're obviously gonna put that card in an arena where they can sell out tickets. So they're gonna make an extra, again, 10 or $15 million on ticket sales. I don't think the negotiations are gonna be that hard for this one.
2: You can always donate to the Chad Duke Show using the donate tab on chaddukeshow.com. You'll help us keep improving the product and you'll earn yourself a verbal nod on the next episode. We thank you for your support, friendos.
0: Yeah, it's good to have Damon Martin on. I, I do have to, I said something during the week, which I have to recant. I thought that I hit the round and a half over. Uh, I I did not. I did not uh, in that fight. I had two locks. Stipe was a dog. I told people, go to mybookie.ag, uh, use my promo code Dukes. First of all, you should do that anyway. They're going to match your deposit up to $1,000. It's free money for fuck's sake um mybookie.ag used the promo code dukes my my lock of the week i've been undefeated in my picks here i don't do quantity i do quality i think i was 5 and 0 oh, something like that coming into this past pick, I said, take Stepe because he was a dog in the fight. And I thought he would, he's already beaten Ngannou once. And I thought people were getting really enamored with those first round knockouts. I said, he's going to come in with a plan. And that plan is going to be to take him down, sit on him, press him up against the cage. That's going to take time. So I said, take the over, take Stipe, big fat Ofer for your pal, Shude. Uh, and I have to apologize to the legions of people that then let me hear about it um, all week long on social media, how much money I fucking lost them, including the venerable Reverend Peyton who came in and said, hey, man, I loaded up my bookie account for the first time. And uh, the only two bets I made were the ones you say to make." And I was like, oh, I'm really sorry about that, Rev. But um, of course, we have our resident gambling expert, who I believe has a 19 percent win percentage. So you fight him or follow him. The cold soldier is here. <laughs> What are you looking at on my bookie for this week tour? If you want to get all of the uh, listeners rich.
2: Uh, well, I am looking at uh, the final four here, but before that, I would like to update the listeners on the uh, the current count.
0: Uh, that can't be good for me if you really want to get that in. Uh, Things must have changed. Circumstances must have improved for you. I am sitting at two for eight. Holy shit! <laughs> so
2: if my math is correct. That's what a two, windfall! It's twenty five percent.
0: God damn! Well, I know who I am investing my money. And you got any stock tips too? I mean, what are we talking about with Bitcoin? <laughs> Give me some more things to spend my money on, Gigantor.
2: I bought Tesla at like 890 and then it just shot right down to like 500 the next day. Oh, that's excellent. Oh,
0: I'm <laughs> so, excited about it. What, so terrible. what did you buy Tesla, like two days ago? No,
2: <laughs> like, like a month ago. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what the worst part about it? You buy Tesla, yeah? everybody knows you buy Tesla, and they just watch it for you. I have so many
0: pocket watchers in my circle. See, pocket watchers are a fucking pits. Get out of people's pockets, you motherfuckers. You know where they need to enroll in if they're looking at people's pockets, Tor. Look straight, university. That's, That's right. where they need to go. That's right. You need an advanced curriculum over there. All right, so what do you <laughs> got here? So our, our records are not great because I dropped. What is my record now? You're now four and six, so you're sitting at about 66%. How can I be four and six? You
2: went 0 and 2. You were four for four. and then So you-
0: I'm, I, okay, four for four is not, I'm. I'm, my picks are four and two. Oh, four and two. Pardon, Pardon me. Four,
2: four six. Pardon. That's that's how I should. have been. You're
0: a boob. Four six forty. It's about it's about half of what you run.
2: I think my fastest I clocked ever was like a five three. Yeah,
0: you're not out there like Trent Williams dunking the basketball. I'm gonna tell you that right now. All right, uh, what do we got? So basically, we're saying, right, it's fading the picks for lately from this show probably is a good idea.
2: Uh, yeah, but if your your patterns—it was a fight, you know. You put two bets on one
0: fight. Fights yeah, are yeah. tough, heavyweight fights most assuredly. But you can bet on it all in my bookie. By the way, they got all the fights. They got the boxing match this weekend, uh, the Final Four, baseball started up tour. You gonna be doing any baseball bets for us this season?
2: Uh, all the time, to- uh, yeah, okay. all the time of baseball
0: bets. Fair enough, fair enough. And, uh, what do you got for us this week?
2: This week we're going into the uh, the final four here, uh, starting tomorrow. So I, we're looking at the Houston-Baylor game. Uh, Houston,
0: You'll and- be looking at the Houston-Baylor game. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's correct. Right. I will be looking at the Houston-Baylor right. game. I'll be
0: looking at the back of my eyelids, <laughs> getting some shut ass. <laughs>
2: Baylor, <laughs> Baylor's favored by five and a half, uh, but Houston is probably the best defensive team in the entire NCAA. Didn't they just motherfuck a
0: giant pick for you last week? Houston? Right. No, 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 no. Not you Houston. definitely bet against Houston, and then they w- mollywop the team you bet on. Yes, that's why all I'm right. picking Houston this week. Oh, okay, all right. right.
2: To cover five and a half against Houston. They the cuckolded Baylor. you. They, <laughs> fuck, Syracuse just completely, just whatever. The, Syracuse has nothing except for their basketball team. Well, and they can't even do that. They don't
0: have that anymore because their season is over, Tor. That's
2: right. So H-Town, they're going to be covering five and Stand a half. Stand up. <laughs> Come on and then we'll go just because it's the final four. Why why not make two bets on the final four? Why not? It only comes once a year. So UCLA Gonzaga. Now UCLA for some reason decided to kick up the scoring and Gonzaga scores 100 points a game. Uh, so I am taking the over 145 and a half in that game. I would not parlay these. I do not like mixing uh, uh, spreads, money lines and parlays in, uh, and over/unders in a parlay. Uh, so two straights is what I'm going to be taking here, uh, over 145 and a half in UCLA, Gonzaga and Houston to cover five and a half against Baylor.
0: Yeah. I hate it when you make a bet and then like people don't even bet the bet, but then they like, will circle back and let you hear about it. If you lost the bet, yeah. it's the same type of shit with the Tesla stock. It's like, yo, stay out of my pockets. You sons of bitches. I don't even, ch- I,
2: it's like almost to the point where I don't even need to check my account every week. Cause, cause you'll hear from I, some meathead. I'll get a text uh, from, no, no, no. Like. You know the the cheese dick dudes that are just like you know the, they got that nasally voice and they just are always in your pockets? I try
0: not to be friends with the cheese dick dudes with the nasally voices.
2: Well, they they'll give me an update. Oh, hey Tor, you know, good job going up fifteen dollars this week on your stock. And what are you still down? You know, ten percent. Like, get yeah, fuck
0: off. Like, <laughs> get a hobby. Like, build a ship in a bottle. You fucking needy son of a bitch. That's what you should say to those people, Tor. Yeah,
2: but uh, yeah, I guess they're doing my uh, they're doing my diligence for me so I, all right
0: don't you don't have to log on to the website that's right the website you should log <laughs> on to mybookie.ag. use the promo code dukes to secure deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars make sure you use that promo code they'll know that i hooked you up that the show hooked you up and that's free money in your pocket d-u-k-e-s college ball nba nhl anything anytime anywhere with my bookie bet it all use the promo code Dukes very good tonight's is the nights it is the return of the Chad Duke show Friday night hootenanny your chance to win an Xbox Series X next generation Console, you can get details on our Instagram page at Chad Dukes Show on Instagram. That's going to be a gas tour. Uh, we have a guest drinker tonight for people that are uh, donating. Um, Money Monk is going to be stopping by. I believe Charlie Brews is going to be stopping by. We have an all star cast uh, as we do the live show, which of course you can watch at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you're listening to this on Friday. That'll be Friday. Uh, On uh, what is it? Facebook.com slash Chad Duke Show. And then, of course, if you are a subscriber, you get the audio version um, on Sunday. All right. Yep. I'm excited to have a guest passenger on my way into the. A guest passenger? I forgot. Are you supplying that? So he's so scared of what's going to happen, he's not even going to (laughs) attempt to drive. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Is he giving you some scratch for driving his ass around? Yeah, he said he would. Okay. Is he going to wash his hair? Probably not. It's a big problem. I'll put put a towel on the is he gonna have a fly fly into his mouth Mm. help me oh
2: you buried it
0: i'd rather be dead (laughs) it smells like feces in here these molars are decaying (laughs) that's an old cut man not everybody's gonna get that that's back of the rack right there <laughs> alright very good uh, thank you to everybody Hey, consider uh, hitting us up on the social media if you don't mind and uh, leave us a five star review if you're listening to this on a place that finds a podcast then of course uh, the best way to support the show subscribe chaddukeshow.com you get Basically, a shitload of bang for your buck. It's way better deal than Big O and Dukes were looking for. For those of you that subscribe to that, Uh, very cool. We'll see you for the Hootenanny tonight
1: if the Good Lord is willing. The creeks don't rise. Roll out the trash cans.